Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about an upcoming vigil that we're planning. And this one is a little different from what we've done. It's here in the Phoenix area. We were actually were asked by somebody on our Facebook. They, they found out. And actually, Craig Hansen, who kind of monitors the Christians United for Israel events, Kufi events, said, hey, there's going to be a, an event in Maricopa which is an outlying suburb of Phoenix, and we should do a vigil. And then we had this other person that said they wanted to know if we were going to be doing a vigil. So what we like to do before these vigils is send out a letter to the pastor and tell him why we're coming, why we're doing this. Well, in looking up the church, I noticed a couple things. It was a very small church in this community, and the pastor was black. And uh, I thought, that's interesting. And we've seen this pattern with Christians United for Israel, that they are choosing, uh, I don't know how many, what the percentage is, but a fairly large percentage. They are going after Hispanics and black evangelical churches to spread their message of love for Israel. And so I did a little research, and this particular church had a Facebook page. And on that Facebook page, there was a item posted about a memorial back in January for the late Dr. Martin Luther King. And so it got me thinking, because one of the things that Martin Luther King did that I was aware of was that he was a very outspoken critic of the Vietnam War. This is, of course, back in the 60s. He was killed in 1968, murdered. And he was very outspoken that the U.S. government was spending all this money on on these wars and not spending it on social issues. Of course, he was interested in civil rights for blacks and, and all these associated things. So with that in mind... First, I started by writing a comment on their Facebook, and here's what my comment said. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a true peacemaker as evidenced by his courageous stand against the unjust Vietnam War. And then I make some references. There's several speeches uh, against the war at the Riverside Church in uh, New York and in the Ebenezer Baptist Church back in 1967. Today, we have nationally recognized pastors like John Hagee of Kufi who openly pray for war. And of course, we refer them to our little four-minute video, John Hagee with Benny Hinn praying for war in the name of Jesus. And this was before the Gulf War started in 2003 when he made this public prayer. So that was diametrically opposite to what Martin Luther King Jr. was advocating for peace. Also, I mentioned that John Hagee has called for preemptive strikes on Iran, and he's done that uh, at least almost eight years ago, 2007, was when he was first recorded 
on PBS Bill Moyer show. That segment of him calling for war is, can be seen on our award-winning video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and Turning. And so I asked them in my letter that to consider the plight of the Palestinians, particularly the Palestinian Christians, because so many Christians in the United States only get one side from our government. We've talked about this. The media, it's always the Israeli side. They're always the victims. And also, I pointed out to them a very amazing documentary, another one that I'd like to recommend. It's called El Helm, Martin Luther King Jr. in Palestine. And this documentary was done by a lady named Connie Field. Let me just read this from the Vancouver International Film Festival. Quote, glorious strains of gospel music wash over the West Bank and Connie Field's potent film as the Palestinian National Theater and an African-American choir mount a touring play about Martin Luther King Jr., written by Stanford professor and King scholar Claiborne Carson. An impassioned cultural exchange ensues New friendships are forged and attitudes are altered. A rousing portrait of the changes unfolding in the Middle East as a nonviolent movement grows in Palestine. This dynamic and complex work is born of a brilliantly simple and potent idea. What would happen if African-American Christians, the same group who served as exemplars of the civil rights movement, could witness firsthand the plight of Palestinians today, unquote. And so it's a, it's a very compelling documentary that people do get their eyes open when they see the other side. We've discussed this before. Many of the Christians from the United States, when they go on a tour of Israel, only see the Israeli side. They're told to be careful of the Palestinians because they're terrorists. It's very dangerous to even talk to them, yada, yada, yada. And so we have been so conditioned, and uh, that was the, the idea of approaching these gentlemen to actually consider in their respect for Martin Luther King and what he stood for to actually cancel this. Christians Night for Israel event, a night to honor Israel. Now, we have done well over 100 vigils all around the country, and I would guess how many, how, at least 20 or more, maybe 25, at Christians United for Israel events. They have these events all over the country. They've had, in the last seven, eight years, over 2,000, I understand. So they're very busy. They raise funds. They support the illegal settlements in the West Bank, and so they decidedly distort the picture there and always are on the side of Israel. Israel is always the victim. Israel needs the support. Israel needs the money. All these types of things. Chuck, would you like to comment? Of course, what we've done is, uh, we've been saying that for a long time, something you can do is go to the churches where we have this enormous pro-Israeli movement where here you uncovered a church where everybody is lauding Dr. King and by the same token they're letting the man who worships Israel to come in and use their church. So my comment is that John Hagee is running out of gas because they are not getting the big audiences, I don't believe, in churches that we're seeing. And they're now uh, 
resorting to going to pretty small churches. And uh, this one is not a great big church, is it, Tom? It's in one of these plazas, and it looks to be fairly small. They had a picture of some of the congregants there, and there were some whites. It was predominantly blacks, but uh, I would guess it's probably less than 100. I you know it's just a, a guess. But uh, the, the interesting thing is the pastor of this church is not actually hosting it. When I went to their website, there was no information about the event. It was a non-event. Well, when I finally got a hold of him, I found out that he actually was letting another pastor, another black pastor, use their facility to host this event. They obviously worship in a smaller place. So I've actually been in contact with both of these people, and I hope to possibly meet with them to discuss this. But it is a very difficult thing to overcome religious dogma. We see people ignoring what Jesus taught us, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God, and things like love your neighbor as yourself. And I'd like to remind, if anybody does listen to this, be sure to also listen to an excellent podcast. It's entitled, The Killing of Innocent Palestinian Children by Israel Convicts a Christian Zionist. And this is a story of a black lady from Detroit. Lori is her name. And it's a very moving story and about her coming out of Christian Zionism. First of all, she didn't even know she was one. But she had this undying love for Israel, and it had been imprinted on her by her pastors. And when she was challenged to watch a film about the mistreatment of Palestinian children, she felt convicted to, to first to, to disprove it, and then she proved to herself what, what she saw was real. And so she did have a aha moment, if you will, in understanding what Christian Zionism is all about, because Christian Zionism is an oxymoron. Zionism was a political movement, and it's been married to a religion, Christian religion. So you have Christian Zionist, and John Hagee, for example, openly calls himself a Christian Zionist, and he's proud of it. And so the only way we can point out to people their open eyes is to to look at these things consider what we're saying and in some cases it's very difficult for people to understand it and i guess there's really no easy way to to educate people but that's what it is all about educating to what the problem is that we're only getting half the story here and so videos like this El Helm, that's H-E-L-M, which stands for the dream, Martin Luther King in Palestine, is very powerful and I think would have the power to change people's opinions, just like the black choir that went there and saw they worked with the Palestinians. And kind of the interesting thing, Martin Luther King in this production was played by a Palestinian which is quite quite amazing. And so there's the analogy that we're trying to relate the situation in the United States with the civil rights movement so that the Palestinians would understand it and put it in their context. So, you know, powerful things like this are, to me, amazing, and more people need to actually 
do things like this. Buy a video and loan it to a friend and be a broadcast of information. I'm a big advocate of the videos and people like to watch videos and documentaries and so forth. And we have a number of good ones on our podcast site and you can go to our whtt.org site and you can find a variety of very interesting documentaries related to the Palestinian issue, related to our war-based economy, this type of thing. Tom, yes. why don't you wrap up by telling people how they can participate in this vigil with you and how they can initiate their own vigil. The time you listen to this vigil will have passed, but you can start your own vigil. You can go to our website, watch the videos on Christian Zionism, contact us. We've got contact information. We'll be willing to help you if you're in some outlying area. And if we can't get there, we can even get you signs to get you started. You can make your own signs very inexpensively. We found a banner company that makes them that are really high quality. And we've chosen the color yellow. If you looked at our site, our signs have a yellow background. So they stand out. Choose life, not war. Blessed are the peacemakers. Who would Jesus bomb? And our latest one, Innocent Blood, Gaza. And we in America have literally turned our back on the people of Gaza. And our president even defended the actions of Israel, the fourth or fifth largest military in the world against a non-military occupied territory who has basically been segregated from the world, if you will, by this being the largest open prison in the world. Tom, about the upcoming Kufi events in California with the black pastor, can I, can I say something about that? Oh, sure, yeah. Just looking at the uh, Kufi website, a couple of events that are coming up in California, which is kind of what uh, uh, Chuck alluded to and also uh, you, Tom. What was the name of that video again? Al, A-L, Helm, H-E-L-M. It means the dream. Um, the dream in yeah. Arabic. I look forward to seeing that because all the Kufi events I've gone to, it's, it's always white is black, black is white, truth or lies, lies are truth. Everything is upside down. The speaker for the one in San Bernardino, is, uh, his name is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's a black man who's a pastor in Stockton area, and he's going to be speaking. And it's entitled Zionism and the African-American Community. Addressing Zionism and its spiritual, cultural, and political aspects from the African-American perspective. And behind uh, Pastor Dumasani's picture is Martin Luther King superimposed on an Israeli flag. And so he's speaking to that group in uh, San Bernardino, and looks like the next day he's going to be down in Compton, California, a largely uh, black community, but he's going to be speaking at a Hispanic fellowship down there. And when it puts out Dimasani's bio, he's written a book. It's called Zionism and the Black Church, subtitled Why Standing with Israel Will Be a Defining Issue for Christians of Color in the 21st Century. And he also has another book out entitled The Jewish Diaspora, Understanding Israel's Multi-Ethnic Identity and a Prophetic Return to the Land. So it's just what Chuck was talking about, reaching out to the people of color, Hispanics, blacks, and trying to get the support there. And how that you can minimize the, the Palestinians as being the ones who are oppressed and somehow make the Jews 
the ones being oppressed. It, it just it just blows my mind how they're able to flip this thing on its head. That's what Skoofy is doing, and apparently they're getting some success. It seems like that's like Chuck said. That's what Koofy is doing. They're they're making inroads into the Hispanic and the Black communities, uh, trying to build up their base there as well. Craig, this sounds very racist to me. It sounds like he's going into Black and Hispanic churches and actually somehow making race an issue. The yes. sound of this man's words sound as though it's building the idea that. Black Americans in church are different from white Americans in church. And Hispanic Americans have more in common with Israelis than white Americans. Is this, is this got some racial overtone to it that you've sensed? That, in it? It, it, it sure seems like it to me. It's like, well, we as a racial group have to stand with the Israelis because they were oppressed. And don't forget the Holocaust, you know, all those kind of things. And, and yet, to me, these are the people groups who should be identifying with the Palestinians who have had their property taken and have been uh, the despised in the society. So I, t- I don't know. It's, it seems to me it's just backwards. Well, let me, let me respond to that. The Pew polls, which we've talked about recently in these programs, yes. clearly separate the black church from the white evangelical church in the way they respond and vote. And in the past the black evangelical church has been tended to be pretty sympathetic with the Palestinian people, whereas the white evangelical church is 75% in favor of the Israelis. And the Pew Poll people have noted this, and they've pointed it out, and they said there's something cultural in the, ba- in the black culture that makes them have a little sympathy for the underdog. That's essentially what they've said. That may or may not be true, but what's happening here, it sounds like, is that Christians United in Israel is trying to go in and, and change that and switch that racial sensitivity toward being sympathetic to the poor Israelis and turning their back upon the Palestinian people. Well, that's true, Chuck, because every uh, Kufi event I've gone to, get back to the question, what, what can we do? Well, the, the, the plea is to all the people in attendance to the Kufi gathering is write your congressman, tell them to support Israel, tell them to send more, more bombs and guns and bullets you know, uh, to Israel. It's, it's always a political agenda through this. And so if they're losing the black Hispanic position, this is kind of a, uh, uh, what, what I would say, uh, to stir up these groups to change their voting habits. I think, I think you're exactly right on with that. Interesting. Well, it certainly is an emotional appeal. There's no question about what they're trying to do, and I, I think this is obviously planned. I'd just like to quote my last comment here I made to these two pastors. Quote, Christian Zionists like John Hagee of Christians United for Israel claim that God gave a perpetual and exclusive land grant to the descendants, that is, the seed of Abraham, even to the exclusion of the indigenous Palestinian inhabitants living there, including Christian Palestinians. This notion is a form of racism and flies in the face of what Jesus taught, love your neighbor as yourself. The Apostle Paul reminds us in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say and to seed, meaning many people, but to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. And then there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. 
If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, unquote. And with that, we thank you for listening and and pass this on to a a thinking friend that you might have that uh, would be willing to look at both sides of the issue. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.